Hey, Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Bad news. This morning, I woke up. My feet are flat. I have cellulite. I have bad breath. And my shower was cold. My gosh, you need to go see Weird Barbie. Um, I think I do. Because today, we are going to talk about the Barbie movie on Can We Talk About? The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. I got us both ice cream. Cool. Hi, Barbie. 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 Hi, Ken. Hi, Barbie. 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 Oh, hi, Alan. There are no multiples of Alan. He's just Alan. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused about that. Hey, Amanda. So, can we talk about Barbie, finally? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Okay, so you were waiting on me to see it. I was the weakest link here. But I have seen it. I saw it last night, actually. And um, you warned me. You said you're going to cry. I cried. I cried. Would you have judged me if I didn't cry? <laughs> uh, No, I wouldn't have, because I feel like everybody... Everybody has the right to their feelings when they see a classic, like, I mean, Barbie being brought to the big screen. Like, that's an emotional thing for someone that grew up playing with Barbie dolls her entire life. So we've talked about this at length before we even saw the movie. Both grew up very similar. Lots of siblings. Lots of hand-me-downs from our older cousins. I didn't really get new Barbies. And if I did get new Barbies, they were the holiday Barbie that my mom would immediately take away from me and be like, this is going to be worth money someday. And I never saw it again. And now it's probably dusty in the back of her closet. So the regular Barbies I got always hand-me-downs, always like 14 different shoes, missing outfits. But any little girl or boy out there that played with Barbies watching this, the callbacks to the classic Barbies and outfits was chef's kiss. So good. Yes. Yes. Well, it's funny you just mentioned that. So we actually went to see the movie. We went to an Alamo draft house, which is just a fun experience in it of itself. But when you get there, they do like all these like old commercials and like stuff leading up to the movie, which is kind of part of the fun of going to an Alamo is they just put a lot of work into the beginning like trailers and movies and all different things, depending on which movie you're going to see. So for Barbie... They did a bunch of old commercials where they showed old Barbies. That's amazing. And they led up until like the last couple of years where there's all these Barbies. And so many of them, I was like, I had that Barbie and that one. And I wanted that one. And I didn't have that one. And I had that one. There were several moments where I was just like, I want to go buy a Barbie. I know. I know. I mean, like, let's backtrack because we always do jump in but so we are talking about the barbie movie directed by greta gerwig 
written by Greta Gorig and Noah Baumbach, who is her partner. And I will say that this was a long time coming. I know that they had been working on this for years and years and years. And in doing the homework for this, I found out that Amy Schumer was originally yes, in this I in 2016. That. Yeah. And she yeah. just didn't love the way it was going and it didn't fit with how she wanted to do the movie, which, you know, completely fine. Like, you know, nothing wrong with that. But you've got, I mean, truly killed it. Our main Barbie, stereotypical Barbie, played by Margot Robbie, who is incredible in this. Yes. Right. Like, just. So good and beautiful, of course, like physically beautiful, really just looks like a Barbie, but played the emotional parts of this movie just gut-wrenching. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. I I didn't know going into the movie what to expect. I really didn't know much about it or where the story was going to go, what was going to happen. I saw a trailer when they first came out with the trailer. Of the foot? Yeah. And Which is that, Margot Robbie's foot. Yeah. With the, Which I love. That's like such a, I mean, that's the Barbie foot is iconic. Iconic, and I, yeah. And I think like I didn't really know necessarily the history of Barbie or I, I didn't know any of it really. It, just that I loved playing with them as a kid. And so like going into this movie kind of blank with no expectations, but just excited to see it. And then it had done so well that it was kind of like hard to even get tickets to go and see it. And so I just loved it. Again, I had no expectations, so I didn't really know. And I had heard like how Margot Robbie wasn't the original casted as the Barbie and like all this other stuff from the side. And so again, I didn't know what to expect, but then once like the movie started, I didn't stop enjoying it the entire movie. Agreed. I think it like it just it held my interest the entire time. And we like took our kid who's 10 and he I think probably was a little bit bored. But for me, it was really fun to see his reaction to different things. And like maybe he didn't understand some of the stuff, but just to like get him into that world of Barbie. This was like my life growing up as a as a 10 year old. Yeah. And it was a really beautiful story and a really I was not a huge Barbie kid. Like I was a very much tomboy. But at the same time, I think every little girl would be lying if they said they didn't have Barbies that they played with that they rubbed against another Ken because you had to make them doing it. With their weird I didn't do Ken though I would steal my brother's G.I. Joe's Joe. talked about that. But Saying that this movie did well is such an understatement. So far to date, as of right now, on Wikipedia, it has it grossing $1.191 billion at the box office. Crazy. Billion. Crazy. Like, it's billion. deserved. Deserved. Well deserved. Especially when their budget was $128 to $145 million. I think it went above and beyond. And so, like, just a, a quick backstory. If you haven't seen the Barbie movie yet, please see it. Because I'm very grateful that you and I both have partners in life who were like, yeah, let's go see Barbie and walked out. And we're like, that was a great movie. Because I have definitely seen other men being like, what a waste of time. And that just says everything I need to know about that person. Say no more. Yep. But Ryan Gosling, I saw an interview with him on Jimmy Fallon that made me laugh so hard before I even saw this. When he was originally asked to do Ken... Obviously, I think I'm pretty sure they all like think about it for a little while. And then he said what sold him on this was he went outside, his daughter's Ken doll 
was face down in the mud in the garden next to a squish lemon. And he called Greta Gerwig and was like, I shall be your Ken. His story needs to be told. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just it's so, so true. Good. It's so true. It's funny, too. Like, I didn't really know uh, again because like and I think as a kid, I think that there were there was like a cartoon of Barbie mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or or like movies or stuff. But I didn't really watch any of that stuff. And so, like, you don't really know the storyline, didn't really know. And I just like as a kid growing up playing with Barbies and same as you, I didn't really get new Barbie dolls. I only ever got hand-me-downs and a lot of them were kind of broken or a little bit um, disheveled. And so like there were just so many aspects of the movie that brought my childhood back to like I felt like I could relate to oh my gosh I'm not gonna be able to remember her name it's I'm spacing on her name the one that America Ferrara plays yes the mom yeah yes and I think too like you thinking it's the oh but this is spoilers spoilers guys spoilers there's could um, probably be a lot of spoilers yeah, so if yes, you haven't lot, seen lot it and you don't like spoilers come uh, back to us yes 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 I didn't know where the storyline was going to go with the daughter and the mom. And I was kind of, it was interesting to see the take on it where it's like, you think it's the daughter who's remembering all these memories. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out it's the mom. And like, I love that because that brings me back to like, I recently just got out a box of my Barbies for some family members, younger little nephews to play with. And it brought me back, like being able yeah. to like that world of pretend and like being whoever you want to be and stuff. And like, it's so fun to see the new generations who don't really play with dolls and toys the way we did because we didn't have this social media TV. Well, I guess you had TV, but you just it was just it very was different. different. Yeah, it wasn't it was in demand. Different. It wasn't like, I want to watch this. And then you could. It was like yeah. you had to wait for the date and time. Like you yeah. played out full on stories in your head with these little dolls that were like these people. And I know like Barbie gets a lot of backlash for like the fact that she wasn't body positive and there was a lot of stuff with that. And like I give Barbie a lot of credit through the years because I feel like they're trying really hard to make them inclusive and like include every type of person in the Barbie line now whereas like as kids like I don't think we thought about it in that way I I never really looked at my Barbie in in that way I just pretended like this was like a, this was like a little fairy tale storyline yeah. it was so easy to do right because you had yes. every little kid is full of imagination I feel like we kind of lose that as adults so I think that's why this is really nostalgic for all of us adults going back being like oh my god like I miss being able to just like throw reality out the door and make everything the world I wanted it to be. And I mean, putting just like our obsessions with this is if you saw this movie and you are an 80s or 90s kid and you did not go right back to your childhood, you are dead inside. But okay, so the scene with the daughter when they go to the school and Barbie goes to the school, she thinks she sees the daughter at the school and she's with her other friends. I saw that they were supposed to represent Bratz dolls. 
which became yes. really popular in the 2000s and were supposed to be like, no, we're taking back. We're like the badass Barbies. Like Barbies are for soft girls. We're like badass. We wear black eyeliner and blah, blah, blah. And they were supposed to represent the Bratz dolls. And the girl that plays America Ferrara's daughter, whose name I can't remember right now, she says basically like, you are everything that's wrong with women. Meanwhile, Barbie thinks she comes from Barbie land. Right. And she thinks that they've fixed feminism. And that's basically the whole thing is all the Barbies in Barbie land. They are doctors, lawyers, astronauts, judges, lawyers. Like they have a Supreme President. Court. All women. President Barbie. A woman. Everything is women. And they think that's how the world is. They think that they fixed feminism in the real world by all these different Barbies. They don't realize that essentially we live in a patriarchy. So when the daughter is like tearing Barbie apart, it's kind of the way that people are so quick to judge Barbies, right? Like so quick to be like, you are, you know, making girls starve themselves. They think that they have to look like you, like you're everything that's wrong in the world, blah, blah, blah. And then you see that heartbreak in Barbie's face when she's like, no, no, we saved the world. What are you talking about? Yeah. Meanwhile, this whole thing starts because which i freaking love i feel like we have to backtrack a little bit the opening scene of this movie i laughed so hard and i knew i was gonna love it it's a shout out to the 2001 space odyssey it's like basically frame for frame that scene but it's little girls playing with these like raggedy ass dolls in the middle of you know a space desert Yes, And then Barbie shows up as this giant, towering, beautiful thing. And these little girls are so enraged that their dolls suck so bad. They just start beating the shit out of them and their tea sets. While Barbie's just like this shining beacon. So I thought that was an incredible reference to start. But then it shows like you're in Barbie land and everyone's like, hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Hi, Barbie. And everything's perfect. And they take a shower. No water. There's no water coming from the faucet. It's never too cold. Never too cold. And then what was the other thing? The breakfast? The where, like, juice. The juice comes the out. Juice. There's nothing there. And then there's no and liquid. Also, with that, later on in, in the movie, when she this handed a glass of water and she just dumps <laughs> it on herself, she's like, I'm not used to there being anything Any in these. in there. And, and that's so, so yes. funny. And it's so true because how many times did you like pour your Barbie, especially like the, the camping Barbies or in the Barbie dream house? Yes. Oh, here I'm washing the dishes and you just yes. press the button and does nothing. But yeah. your imagination suspends belief and I think, it's all about it. Yeah. And what's funny, too, I don't know if I watched it or I read something where Greta was talking about how when they were making the sets for like the dream Barbie house and stuff like that, they put a lot of thought into like the items in the kitchen and the shower and all these different things that like as a child you're playing with these dolls you're not going to have water in this yeah. you're not going to have juice in the cup but like you'll have like a slice of toast that you put on a plate but there's no butter like there's nothing on top of that it's <laughs> exactly. just all pretend and even like with her like brushing her teeth with those giant toothbrushes that the Barbies you can get these giant toothbrushes and she's got that giant toothbrush <laughs> where she's brushing her teeth and there's just like so many little things that like it was so true to like that imagination of play that like you create your own little world in this dream house that was perfectly displayed in this movie. Like even the doors to the Barbie dream house, like the doors on the Barbie dream house that I had growing up were those doors, like that plastic the same exact doors, the yes. clear 
pink plastic. Like it, the detail in that was just amazing. And I think that's a credit to, I mean, the director. She's uh, she she's amazing. Knows her, she knows she what knows she's it. doing, and she does it in a way where it's like not shoved in your face. It's not like. It, I don't know. It, it was just, I, I really enjoyed how the set was just perfection. The costumes were great. It was it was great. I, love I it. agree. In this set, um, Greta Gerwig was talking to Architectural Digest, which is so incredible that they did a whole oh, Architectural Digest story Wait, on this. That's what I watched. I watched yes. the Architectural... Yes, 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 yes. They literally <laughs> created a shortage of pink paint because it's like fluorescent pink from this company called Roscoe. They, they just like use so much of it on the set because it yes. required so much of that specific like fuchsia hot pink that we know is Barbie pink. They created a pink shortage, which is That's incredible, fantastic. like a pink paint shortage. And take nothing away if you like architecture in that whole universe. The world that they created in Barbie land was life size. They created this universe. And yeah. especially the fact that you can see into everybody's bedroom. Yeah. Like... I always thought that and I was like, maybe in California, they just don't have walls on their houses because it's so nice all the time. Yeah. And that's where Barbie I, lives. You know, what's funny, too, is I, I don't know if if it was like a it's intentionally a subtle thing. But at one point in the movie, they say, where does Ken live or something to that effect? Like, well, where do the Kens go? Yeah. And they all just kind of look at each other like, like, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> There's Barbie's dream house. But then yeah. no one ever talks about Ken. Poor Ken. Poor Ken. And so essentially Barbie randomly is hanging out and they're just showing how it's a great day every day in Barbie land. And all of a sudden, Margot Robbie, everyone's laughing. It's girls night. And she's like, ha, 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 do you guys ever think about dying? And everybody stops and they're like, what the fuck? Like, no, what are you talking What's about? She's like, I don't know why I said that. And then so she notices something's wrong. And then doesn't she see the cellulite? Yeah. Uh, Kate McKinnon shows it to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I don't yeah. think she notices that until she goes to the to the weird oh, Barbie right. house. That's right. Because she has she wakes up and she has bad breath, and yeah. then she takes a shower with no water, but the water's cold. Yes. So she knows and, something's wrong. Yes. Does she notice it before? No, she does. That's why she goes to weird Barbie. That's why she goes to weird Barbie's house. Played by Kate sitting, McKinnon. Yes, because she's sitting Incredible. at the picnic tables with the other Barbies, and they're yeah. all like, "It's okay, like flat foot's not that." You know, they're like, trying to make her feel better, and then they're like, "Oh no, that's not good." And then she's like, "And I have," and they're like, "You have to go. You have to go." You're so Barbie. essentially, her arches fall, and she's got flat feet, which is like a Barbie no-no. Yes, and. So they say, you've got to go see Weird Barbie. Weird Barbie is created when a kid plays too hard and it's Kate McKinnon and she's always in the splits and her house looks like the set of Saved by the Bell with all like the neons and swirls and geometrical shapes. And she's got like the coloring on her face and her hair has been cut because like every girl cuts their hairs off, hair off their Barbies and colors on their faces. So she's Weird Barbie. those little spikes from yeah. where the, the so, hair like goes Cynthia into and the, the Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So she says basically, there's someone in the real world that is playing with you. That there's a rip in the space time continuum between the real world and Barbie Land. So now Margot Robbie has to go to the real world to find the person playing with her to try and help her fix it. Which we essentially think is ch- her America Ferrera's daughter. Yeah. Yes. But it's not. And they- it's America Ferrera. Doesn't she also make a point to say it's because the child is sad and her feelings yeah. are being and her feelings onto being the put Barbie. into it. Like she has to go and fix that because 
that's why this very is all Wizard happening. of Oz, right? Like it was very Wizard of Oz. I had Lots heard of that Wizard like the, the whole yeah, I heard that it was like a take on the Wizard of Oz, and that was like before I even saw it. I had seen a TikTok video or something about someone talking about how like the storyline is the Wizard of Oz, where there's like this adventure and she brings her friends along yeah. and all this. I mean, granted it's just Ken, but it's Ken. Then who? you, then, Fucking but Ken. then you get the daughter and the mom that join in on the adventure. And then the story. ensues, And then the story starts, but there is like, a, I, I thought of you so many times in this movie. And one of them was that when women are sad, they just eat snacks and watch BBC's Pride and Prejudice and they eat a bag of Starburst. And I was like, oh, my God, that is literally what Dale and I do. Yes. And I was laughing and my fiance was laughing because he's like, that is you. But also when Kate McKinnon, a.k.a. Weird Barbie, is trying to tell stereotypical Barbie, like, you have a choice. Kind of like the Matrix red pill, blue pill. You can put on this high heel shoe and go back to the Barbies and just let the bad happen. Or you can put on this Birkenstock and go into the real world with your flat ass foot. And I was laughing so hard. I was like, immediately that. I was like, give me the fucking Birkenstock. And I love that Barbie keeps picking the heel. She's like, no, I'll just go back to Barbie land. She's like, no, you don't really have a choice. I'm pretending you have a choice, but you don't have a choice. You're not supposed to pick that. You're not supposed to pick that one. I just wanted to make you feel like you had a choice, but you really don't have a choice. You have to pick this one. And when Barbie goes into the real world and she's walking in the heels and she's like, I would never wear heels if this is the way that my feet were shaped. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, yeah, Barbie. Yeah. Uh You laid down the law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect. I thought it was hilarious. The Matrix via Birkenstocks and a high heel shoe. It's perfection. And although I will say she doesn't actually wear the Birkenstocks until the very end of the movie. Oh, Be- because I'm a Birkenstock like die hard. I, I love them. I wear them all the time and always. I would uh, even in the winter. I have clogs. Um, I love the fact that those were included. <laughs> But also the very end of the movie when she's walking into the, well, we know what she's walking into, the doctor's appointment. Yes. And she's wearing, but they're pink Birkenstocks, which I found, you know, that's really cute. Like, that's so sweet. And I'm sure they all sold out within like an hour of that happening the first probably showing. But I also, I... I really enjoyed Ken's reaction to the real world. Like just that, yeah, that whole scene. So once they the get, yes. Yeah. Like once they get into the real world, like just how he is just like blown away by how everything is men, 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 men patriarchy, men, men and horses. Yes. They leave his ma- matriarchy and Ken is just in the real world where it's like very male centric and he walks by a gym and everybody's like, yeah, bro, working out, high fiving. And then he sees police on horseback and he's like, oh, my God, I must go. And he goes to the school library and gets these books on horses and the patriarchy. Yes. And brings it back to Barbie land. <laughs> and it is so freaking funny. So. Gloria is played by, that's what her name is, Gloria, by the way, America Ferrara's character. And I love that Ken and Barbie, when they first get there, it's like Elf, where they have to travel through the candy cane forest and all this stuff. They have to drive in the convertible. Then they go on the snowmobiles and then they're on a rocket ship and then they're in a boat with like fake dolphins. And eventually they roller skate into Venice Beach 
in their roller skating outfits and then oh, they're they in the, the real world. They have the camper oh, that's too. Right, the the camper. camper scene. I like that's one of my favorites where she's like walking around with the laundry hanging on the Oh my god, it's so cute. And I love that Will Ferrell just pops up as Mattel's like super out of touch CEO. Yeah. Just also, Will Ferrell. He just like kind of plays the same character his movies. I don't mind now. it. I like Will Ferrell. We've ta- I've talked about this at length. Yeah, he just fits that character so well that I think, like, I don't know that I could see anyone else playing that character, but he also, I'm not sure what his real purpose is in the movie, except for him just to be Will Ferrell. Just to be Will Ferrell. Um, (laughs) I don't think he has an actual purpose. Like, I I couldn't, for the life of me, figure out, like, is he the bad guy? And he kind of is, but not really. He's just kind of a simple man. Who wants power, but not really. But not like, really. <laughs> I, there is a like a sadness because it's very yeah. true. And I, and I remember before I saw the movie and, you know, you see a million TikToks and videos that I watched on it. And Ken truly, like purposely, the woman that made Barbie never made her married for that reason. Yeah. She did not need a husband to be okay. Like she could be anything. That was the whole point. And Ken was always just like the boyfriend. But I love that the beginning of it, you see Ken, he's literally like, Barbie has a good day every day. Ken only has a good day if Barbie looks at him. Yeah. And it's like very sad. And so then Ken comes back and brings the patriarchy. And by the time that Barbie, Gloria and Sasha get back to Barbie land, it's now patriarchy. And they have like a Mount Rushmore that used to be for Barbie's faces. And now it's for horses because Ken played by Ryan Gosling, is like 100% sure that horses mean patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And horses mean men. <laughs> what it's is so he called? funny. What is he? He then changes Barbie's dream house to... The Casa... <laughs> Mojo Dojo Casa House. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. The Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> uh, and I love great. it. America Ferreira's daughter Sasha is like, you don't have to say dojo and casa and house. And he's like, yeah, it but it sounds means- better if you say it all together. And she's like, Mojo Dojo Casa House. You're right. Mojo Dojo Casa House. Yeah. We have to talk about all the different Barbies, but like, one of the stories that stuck out to me so much was Alan, played by Michael Sarah. Yeah. And they're like, there's only one Alan. And there's a reason there's only one Alan, because Alan was supposed to be Ken's buddy. Like, that's what he was released as by yeah. Mattel, like in actually the real world. Yeah. And he's not masculine enough to be like the Ken doll. Yep. Because he also like wants to hang out with the women, but he's not feminine enough to be like the gay best friend because he likes right. women. Yep. So he's kind of just on everybody's side. And after... They try to leave the second time Alan's in the car work and he's like, and they're like, we have to turn around. He's like, I'm never going to leave this fucking place. Yeah. He's like so pissed. I'm never getting out of here. Never getting out of he's here. A, but Alan, I, Alan was a good him. character. He felt very um, accurate to like more men today that aren't like obsessed with being masculine and macho yes. and yes. can understand that like, yeah, a woman can be anything. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading. I mean, this is obviously this is a little bit different. She's a Barbie. So one of the Barbies is a plus size Barbie. And and there was a trans Barbie as well. Yeah, I watched a YouTube or TikTok and there was this girl who does um, she does like reviews and stuff of movies and she's a plus size girl. And she was talking about how she was really nervous about how they were going to 
put a plus size Barbie into the movie because a lot of times what happens is when they try to be inclusive, they put people in just to put them in and there's really no purpose for them. There's no real role. They're just kind of like, oh, we have to make sure we make everybody happy. So like, let's make sure we get all of these people into Mm -hmm. the, into the movie, but they don't really have a purpose. There's no real like character development. There's nothing. And she said she was blown away by the fact that this Barbie had an actual played by part. Sharon Rooney, who is awesome. Sharon yeah. Rooney is the best. Yeah, she's fantastic, and I think like it's not something where she wasn't a, an afterthought. It wasn't like a like oh shoot, we have to make sure we're being inclusive. Let's make sure we have every single body type and skin type and all of that. And she just talked about how she felt like wow, like this was actually. The way it was done and like obviously props to Greta, like she clearly knows how to make a movie and like absolutely genuinely inclusive. She wasn't different. And exactly. There was nothing about it that made it feel forced or like, oh, we just needed to put her in so that everyone could see themselves in the movie kind of thing. It was a very intentional part. It was very planned out. It was included. And she's lawyer Barbie, man. She's badass lawyer Barbie. And I think like most of the Barbies that were in it were all very intentionally thought out. They weren't just side pieces, even though they might not have a ton of lines and and maybe they're not in every scene but I think like they were all planned out and they were all like really well done and when they are on the screen it felt very like together and like there was a reason for that Barbie Ken's were still attracted to her Ken's were still singing push to her by Matchbox 20 on the beach just like the other girls yes exactly It, it was very much like they're all Barbies and this is the Barbie world. And our girl from Bridgerton is in it as well. Nicola hey, Coughlin. She's, yeah. I don't think I noticed. Penelope and Bridgerton. She's one of the Barbies. Oh my gosh. She's like a diplomat. She like wins on the Supreme Court when they're like up on the stage. She wins like oh a, an award gosh. of some sort. And then you have the Kens. You have tourist Ken, basketball Ken, stereotypical Ken, artist Ken, Ken made, played by John Cena. That was so fucking funny. (laughs) Sugar Daddy Ken. He's not a sugar daddy. He's the daddy to a tiny dog named Sugar. Yes. Sugar Daddy Ken. Which is an actual Barbie that was discontinued. A real Barbie. Yes. Yes. And it was like that one was canceled. And then there was Earring Magic Ken. Also canceled. (laughs) So, So canceled. And then the Barbie video girl made me laugh so hard when she's like, I have a video screen on my back. Who wants that? Absolutely nobody. Absolutely nobody wants that. I didn't know that that was a real Barbie. And again, because we had gone to Alamo Draft House, they do the commercials. And there yeah. was the commercial for that Barbie at the beginning. I was Shut like, Shut up, really? That's not real. <laughs> and then she was in the movie. I was like, Oh my God. That's <laughs> that a real is a Barbie. real. Like they made that Barbie. And it was, was it like a 2016 or something? It was like a, it, a relatively no newer Barbie. And I was like, Who would want that? Nobody would want that. That's terrifying. Back to the plus size Barbie. You just made me remember something. I remember watching in the beginning, uh, like when the buzz about this movie was happening, obviously COVID really fucked up the filming of this movie. But 2016, Greta Gerwig said that that was the first time ever that Mattel released a plus size Barbie. Really? It took till 2016 to get 
uh, yeah, a different body styled Barbie. So it was like very important to her that she had that included. And another little Easter egg that I like was obsessed with was the lady that's sitting on the bench. Do you know this story? The old lady when Barbie's first in the new world and she's in her cowboy outfit, which new girl reference. Ken is wearing the same shirt as Schmidt wears in new girl when they're going to, it's like the first episode. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So when she's at the bus stop and she's sitting next to this older woman and she's just looks at her and she says, you're beautiful. And she just starts to cry. And the old lady says, I know it. That's like a legendary costume designer Ann Roth. She's 91 and she did Midnight Cowboy, Hair, Talented Mr. Ripley, The Village, Mamma Mia. And everyone thought that she was Barbara Handler, who's the woman who created the Barbie. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, an it's industry veteran for costume design. Little, yeah. Because yeah. this movie's awesome. huge on costume design. Yeah. I love when the costumes are done so perfectly. Again, everything is so intentional and like, the details and everything about it, I just, I loved. I loved the costumes. They were super fun and bright. And I love the, like, it, we had talked about where they, like, roller skate into they roll in Venice California. Beach. Yes. Yeah. And those yellow and, and pink. What's crazy is I had those. Like, Same. I had the Barbie with those. And so, like, it just brought I feel back. Like we I was all like, did. oh my gosh, I had that. And I really enjoyed the brightness of the costumes too. Like it, it was literally what you had as a kid. Like they were yeah. the same with the little like Velcro attachment oh, where you had to like put so it on good. and take it off. It was, did yeah, you was, lose your shit laughing when, when they're getting cat called, this is the best part. Yes! They're in the real world. And so yes! they see construction workers and in Barbie land, the construction women, Workers are all ladies. So Barbie's like, oh, good. Construction's being done. That's where the ladies will be. And she walks over and she's like, hey, ladies. And it's all these men. And they're like, yeah, calling her. And she's like, I feel, I think, oddly uncomfortable. And and there's maybe a threat of violence. And Ken's like, I feel incredible. And there is no threat of violence. I feel so (laughs) great. This is the best. (laughs) And she's like... I'm, I'm, I don't feel very good. And Ken is like, this is the coolest. I love this. They're <laughs> talking He's to me. He's so excited about yeah. it. He's so excited about it. And they talk about the fact that they don't have genitals. They don't have genitals. And then yes. Ken gets very embarrassed. He's so ba- I have I, 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 I have all the genitals. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I did laugh at that. Yes, yes, I did. And I love that Ken says, there were a lot of those. What did you say? My job is beach. Yes. It's not to be on the beach, play beach. My job is beach. And he goes to get a job at that one in the one scene where he like goes off to try to find a job. And the lifeguard's like, okay, so, so what are your qualifications? Like, did you take the class to be a lifeguard? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I can't save people. No, I can't go in the water. He's like, okay, so then what do you want to do? And he's like, beach. He's like, that's not a job. He's like, I can beach. I love that he walks into a hospital. He's like, I'm here to be a doctor. Yeah. Like, you can't just be a doctor or like a surgeon. He's like. There was a female and it was a female doctor talking to him. Yeah, it's like an appendectomy. He's like, I would like to do an appendectomy. He's like, you can't just do one. And he's like, but I'm a man. Yeah. Let me talk to the man man doctor. I would like to talk to a male doctor. (laughs) And he sees the guy and he's like, excuse me, doctor, doctor. I would like to perform that. It's so good. And then he goes to the corporate building and he's like, 
what do you mean? I thought this was a patriarchy. And then the guy's like, oh, it is a patriarchy. We just have to be better about hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> he goes back to Barbie land and he's got like his Ken branded underwear and his mink coat. Yeah. And he's just <laughs> that scene where they're all playing Matchbox 20 mm-hmm. push on the guitar over and over and over again. It's incredible. So good. And I don't know if you've ever had a boy sing at you when he says, I'm just going to play guitar at you and you just have to sit there and be interested. Oh, I sure fucking have. Nope. And it is so uncomfortable. The amount of hours wasted for me in my teen and 20s years where a boy played guitar at me, not for me, at me. So I have one experience with it. It's actually so creepy. And (laughs) it's so funny because like as a kid, I had no idea what was happening to me. I was so oblivious. But I went to sleepaway camp and we had cabins and we had counselors, you know, that would come in and like get you to go to different things, whatever. Well, this one counselor, he was very friendly and um, he would okay. wake me up in the morning by sitting on my pillow and playing guitar to me. Um, I was mm, 14 and he was that's, definitely um, 18. That's a problem. That's um, a problem, friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool, 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 cool. That's a problem. <laughs> And I had no idea that this was not a thing okay. that was being done to anyone else except for me. And so, yes, years and years and years later, I think back in that many mornings of being awoken by the man sitting on my pillow playing guitar to me softly is probably not what you should do. Not great. And also, I'll just and- say um, that's like uh, that's a problem. <laughs> this is the same camp that would allow the 14 year olds to pick a guy to sleep in a tent with what (laughs) knowing your parents how in the fuck they didn't know i found the camp and it was a special camp clearly and i like begged to go and i hated it every moment of it um i did not enjoy myself at all but um there were a lot of things that went on that were just kind of like okay yeah, that we understood. What? Where yeah. are we sleeping? Understood. What are we doing? What's happening? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. That was fun. Sidebar. Sorry. 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 No, it was a good sidebar. Good. I really liked that. Guitar. So playing. will the ben. law. <laughs> and that scene is so incredible because that is such a patriarchal type thing where men are just like, oh, she's going to fucking, yeah. she's going to give it up tonight. And you go yeah. back to the beginning of when Barbie Land is still a matriarchal society. And he's like, I think I'm going to stay over tonight and she's like why yeah and he's like i don't know we're boyfriend girlfriend i don't really know why and she's like but why would you want to he's like i don't know like they're so pure like they don't know (laughs) he knows he wants to he knows he should but he doesn't know why she's like i can't it's girls night every Every night night. every night is girls or forever it's so sad i mean like there's a really sad he is it's so sad and there's such a beautiful story behind this movie that you know i understand this may not be for for certain people but as a woman who has had to deal with being a woman in all aspects of being a woman in the world mm-hmm. it was really beautiful because it showed you like yeah like we don't want a world that's entirely just women that was the whole point of the end of the movie right like right. ken deserves to have his place too but like right. let's acknowledge the fact that the fucking real world is a patriarch and a matriarch 
society and a patriarchal they're not opposite they're completely different a matriarchal society is all about a woman and like you know the mothering and being a mother and being taking care of people and like having each other's back where a patriarchal society is just about the man is the man the woman is below the man and that's just fucking where it is not to get too political this is a movie we're talking about folks but there is you know callbacks to the real world that's why this movie was made and I think we would be remiss without talking about that speech that America Ferrara gives in that oh, scene yeah, that was with epic. Barbie. I was crying really yes. hard because it just talks about the contradictions of being a woman in today's society. Yes. However, however, that is like you, I'm sure for you, you should be want to be a really good mom and be there for every aspect of your kid's life. But mm-hmm. you should also want to be really good at your career. But don't talk about your kid all the time, but be a really good mom. Mm-hmm. But don't give up work for your kid. Don't be a stay-at-home mom because then you've given up on yourself. But if you go to work and you're chasing the corporate letter, now you've given up on your kid and you're letting someone else raise it. And don't be skinny and don't say you want to be skinny, but also don't be fat because that means you're gross and lazy. But don't ever say you want to be skinny, but you have to be skinny. And like just all the contradictions about being a woman. And it was just like, I think it hit at the core of any woman who watches that scene, no matter what you believe or who you are, it's just such a contradiction yeah. to try to be an acceptable female in today's society. It's so true. I think it also like touches on the fact that like an underlining plot throughout the movie was just like, it's okay to just be proud of yourself and like be you yeah. and not be somebody for someone else you know like that I think was very much Ken's journey is where like his whole life revolves around Barbie and Barbie looking at him and Barbie smiling at him and how like it's so easy to get swallowed up by being somebody for someone else but then you lose yourself because you're so consumed about being that person for that other person that like who are you without that person Like, you can't just be a shell of a person just to make someone else happy or just to make, you know, someone feel good or whatever. And I think even for, like, younger kids, like, growing up, I mean, obviously, this movie probably isn't for every age kid. There's some, you know, more adult things in it. But I think, like, it's important for kids to see, like we as adults are not perfect and we are still figuring this stuff out and, like, it's okay to, like, you know, figure out that like life isn't for guys, especially for little boys growing up who think like just having a girlfriend is what like that's the best thing in this life. Like, I just want to have a girlfriend or I just want to have a boyfriend or I just want to be somebody to somebody. But it's also really important to figure out who you are and like follow your path as a person individually and like finding the strength in that and not in someone else because you can't be somebody for someone if you don't know who you are I think that was a huge part of like for Barbie but also for Ken because Barbie also just based on like her whole journey through the movie she didn't know who she was aside from being Barbie and being you know like the image of what she thought she was and then with Ken like just he had no idea who he was separate from Barbie. Like his everything was Barbie. Yeah. So like to be able to figure out what 
your purpose is. That's not like something you just figure out one day. It, it's a journey and it's a never ending journey. And yeah, I, I love the way they make it feel like the whole movie is a journey and like it doesn't just end like at the end of the movie where Barbie's walking into the gynecologist like to start her journey in the real world like it's so true like there's so much to life that like the mundane day-to-day things of just being a human and like being a female and then also trying to you know figure out what the heck you want to do in life and there's just so many like great points the movie made and I think obviously you could just go and watch it and it just be just a fun feel-good movie but there was also a lot of depth to all of the characters that were in there even if they were like silly and it was a fun movie it's just a good one it just has a no, lot of I, good I feels. Think you said it perfectly when Barbie's figuring out that maybe she doesn't want to be Barbie anymore you know maybe she just wants to be in the real world maybe she wants to have the shittiness of real life and all of us would love to go to Barbie land. I'd fucking love to be in Barbie land, but Barbie land would get old, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of the point. And I also think that the Ken's what's the, the other Ken's name. Oh my gosh. Tourist Ken played by, uh, I can never say his name properly. So I apologize. Simu Liu. Simu Liu. He is so funny. And when they have the beach off and they talk about beaching <laughs> off, and they're going to beach each other off. You're going to beach her off. I'll beach you off. Let's go have a beach off on the, yes. on the beach. And they're like, do we have real weapons? No, but we have tennis oh. rackets and volleyballs. And that scene and the Ken song about how he's just Ken. First of all, incredible. Enough. The sweatshirts. Yeah, I'm um, Knuff. <laughs> and we had talked about before about the costumes and how good they were. And Jacqueline Duran, who she did Little Women with Greta Gerwig, which she was fantastic on that. So... For Ken's outfits, she was like, we're going 1980s Ken. That's the Ken that everybody, even now, everyone's like yes. 1980s Ken is the Ken. Ryan Gosling randomly said like, what if when Ken came back from the patriarchy, he had branded underwear? And so they like created the underwear like right away. And how the band on the underwear, instead of like saying like Calvin Klein, it just says like Ken, 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 Ken. <laughs> just like yes. little things like that. And yes, it made the all the difference. Complete mm-hmm. difference. And did you know that there is a... Barbie's Dreamhouse Airbnb in California. So I did not know that, but I watched. Or there's like a new like home makeover show where it's like Barbie Dreamhouse makeover or something. I just saw it advertised. I think it's a Netflix thing. I didn't know that there was an actual place that you could stay in. That's amazing. I was listening to a podcast that Greta Gerwig was on talking about Barbie to get ready for this episode. And she said that she felt the whole film like really like she, you know, the film was already happening, but like it all really came together when they were locked down during the pandemic, especially Barbie's whole thing about like, do you guys ever think about dying? And she was like, no matter how good your life is right now, everybody in the world right now is like, holy shit. Yeah, I could die. Everyone yes. could die. We could die. And she yeah. was like, that's how dark the movie got so fast. Yeah, <laughs> it got really, really dark. And she also said that she said that the hierarchical power structures that she created, she got from Barbie's rule and Ken's, you know, Barbie's rule and the Ken's are underclass. She said it felt like Planet of the Apes. So she kind of went with that, which is that's so funny. fucking funny. Yeah. That's so funny. That is funny. I feel like we would have had a different Barbie movie if the pandemic hadn't happened. Don't you? Yes. 
Yes, agreed. Because I think people are a lot more open to talking about things that they probably wouldn't have been open to talking about prior to the pandemic. And also the fact that like exactly what you were saying, the opening dance party scene, the first, you know, however many minutes of the movie where she's like, do you ever think about dying? And it's just like, <laughs> it's so what? true. And yeah. that, that conversation would not have happened before the pandemic. That's just not maybe to your therapist. But like, that's not something you would just bring up in a group of friends in the middle of Agreed. a dance party. Not yeah. that, that would happen now either. But like, that is something you would bring up with your group of friends now, because it is it's something that like probably almost everybody has these thoughts, but like nobody was going to talk about but the it. the most and- happy per- like thing in the universe also exactly. having that thought was exactly. just so perfect. It's perfect. I feel like we've talked about this movie a lot off camera, so I'm trying to remember what we've actually talked about today and what we are talking about on this episode. So Gal Gadot was offered the role after Amy Schumer left and Anne Hathaway also offered. Eventually, obviously, they landed on our girl, Margot Robbie. Yeah. But one of the... Freaking coolest things is they all had to go to Barbie boot camp before they even started shooting everyone in the cast to learn about the importance of Barbie, the story of Barbie, why Barbie was created. And I love the fact that they even still talk about how the woman that created the mom of Barbara Handler uh, had tax evasion issues played by Rhea Perlman. She's like, ah, you know, I, I created Barbie, but I had some tax issues. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. They, so they filmed this all in London and originally Aqua who wrote the song, I'm a Barbie Girl, obviously, had wanted nothing to do with the movie. It wasn't going to be part of the movie. So Margot Robbie's like, we have to figure some way to get this song integrated into this movie. But Aqua yeah. didn't want to do it, or something happened with Aqua. Right. They didn't want anything to do with it. Well, that's when Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice stepped in and were like, we'll do a v- version of it for the movie. And that's how it ended up getting to the movie, but they couldn't get the original, which kind of Got sucked. It. But the song was still really good. It was. The soundtrack's pretty on point. Yeah. But they used to have a weekly film club in London when they were filming that every Sunday morning they all went and watched. They rented out a movie theater in London. They all watched movies together. And there was a Sunday where they would have like group sleepovers after their movie nights and Ryan Gosling couldn't be there. So he hired a Scottish man to come play the bagpipes for the entire cast and then give the Braveheart speech. And then he left and Greta Gerwig called him was like, what? The fuck was that? that And he was like, sometimes you just need to hear the Braveheart speech. (laughs) That was was his big contribution because he couldn't be there. Just, you know, sometimes you have to hear it. Just the way it is. And I I feel like we have to talk about Barbenheimer. We haven't talked about that yet. About how Oppenheimer released the same weekend as Barbie. Yeah. And so many people saw both together, right? Yeah. And I didn't know anything about it until all of this stuff came out about going to see a double feature and all that and how they like. I wish I had. Barbie did all this advertising and promotion and marketing and all this stuff. And then the other movie did nothing but got all of the same amount because (laughs) everybody was talking about going to see the double feature and. Well, I think Oppenheimer only did 650.9 million and Barbie's in the billions. I mean, and I think so. that's the thing is like, and I also think a lot of people 
not only did they go to see Barbie once, but they went to see Barbie twice and maybe even three times. Like, I, I think don't, you're right. I think I think the people who went and saw it loved it and went back and saw it again because it it's one of those movies that you can just watch a, a, a several times and it's just as good, if not better, each time you see it. And maybe you find some more like Easter eggs and stuff. And also. The other movie is way. It's a very dark. different movie. It's very movie. dark. Very dark movie. Speaking and of Easter eggs, did you notice that when Barbie is driving through her little land and they have the airport that it's BAX instead of LAX? No. <laughs> that made I didn't me laugh so that. hard. And I didn't realize until this morning I watched an interview. America Ferrara's husband in the movie is her like real husband. The husband that's like obsessed with learning new languages. That's America Ferrara's real husband. I tried to figure out his storyline because he was just so random. I like <laughs> I liked that he was so random, but I was like, there has to be more to this character than just. And then it was like, nope, nope. That's not. I love that's when it. they're like, "What about dad?" She's like, "He's fine." She's like, "Are you I sure?" Didn't She's even like, know uh, that there "He's was fine." Dad, I didn't even I know. know. I just assumed it was like a single parent kind of thing, like just how they had like the flashbacks and all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, then there was the husband, and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> oh, okay. I know. I love that he's just like ra- he's so randomly cute. there. Yeah. Randomly there. That's a sweet little, um, like, throw that in there real quick. This is one of those movies that, like, I really hope that they kind of just let it be. They don't yeah. try and do a... Sequel. A sequel, because it's just so good as it is. And, like, I laughed so hard when they showed the pregnant girl, Midge, and how everyone was like, ugh, ugh, And they, like, really Barbie. quickly ugh. take her away. Yes! And at the end, they show the ad, and I forgot how creepy it was that it had a full-ass fetus in its stomach. If you yeah, and you could put it off. back in the stomach. You could take the baby out and then put so it back in. weird. And I loved yeah. that weird Barbie had the dog that pooped. Yes. My older cousins had that, and it would, like, walk and just, like, poop out poop things, out. and weird Barbie's... She's like, oh, sorry about the dog crap. <laughs> Sorry about the dog crap. It just does that. And uh, I love that Helen Mirren was the narrator. Helen was Mirren she really? Narr- yeah, and oddly enough, that. Alan is the only person in the whole movie who breaks the fourth wall to interact with the narrator. Huh. And I love that because that kind of just goes to prove like there is only one Alan. Like Alan is a completely different yeah. type of person. Like he understands what the narrator's saying. He's the man for everybody. He's yeah. everybody's guy. He's super sweet. Also, I just, I like him as an actor. I think he's Me really too. Good. He was so funny. And the way that he just kicks those construction workers' asses and they think that he's gonna, like not going to do anything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he doesn't want to. He's like, I really don't want to do this. Also, sidebar, what were they doing? The construction workers. When he says, once they figure out how to build a cross instead of just building up, we're in for some real trouble because they don't <laughs> know how to build a cross. They're just building like a Jenga tower. But why were they doing it? There's no explanation. None. Because the women are just better. Just (laughs) women construction workers were better than the men. They didn't know what they were doing. They're just building a a Jenga tower. But where did the men even come from? I think that's what I was so confused about. I was like, but all the construction workers in Barbie Land are women. So where did those men come from? This is the patriarchy. So these are Ken (laughs) construction workers who don't know what they're doing. (laughs) I also, like, had a moment where in the movie, so, like, the Will Ferrell character and all the board members, they're, like, going through all the different scenes to get to Barbie Land after they figure out that Barbie Oh, my God, the tandem back. 
But I was so confused because, like, they do that and then they don't come. They don't show up until the very, 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 very end. And I was like, where were they this whole time? It took like, them Barbie longer to get to those dolphins, in- I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the dolphins gave me so much Lisa Frank vibes. I was like, this yes, is incredible. Yes. That was great. But also just the fact that the whole time I'm like, wait, but where... It, is Will Ferrell just going to show Because when they're doing the fight scene, I thought he was going to show up during that. And then, like, at the very, very end, does he even show up at the fight scene or does he not show up until Oh, no, he at- does. They all show up and they're like, do they have oh, weapons? Remember okay. the one guy gets shot in the arm and has a sling for the yes! rest of the time, but he gets shot with okay, a rubber okay, arrow? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I Yes, I Incredible. did forget that he did show up for that scene. But, Incredible. yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was fun, again, to take the kid to go see it too just because it was very absurdist humor which i liked a lot it was very silly yeah well it was like it felt relatable yeah things that were happening you're just like yeah that's That's like i definitely laughed out loud to many things that yes it just it was good i enjoyed it definitely so did i so if you haven't seen barbie male or female Please go see it. This isn't just a girls movie. It's a fun, funny, silly movie. There's a beautiful story underlying this. And I did also see that, you know, that wonderful scene where Barbie's trying to figure out if she wants to become a person. They show these flashes and Rio Perman playing uh, the creator of Barbie says, well, let me just show you what the real world is like. You know, because Barbie's just learned what it feels like to cry. And she's like, it feels awful. And I feel emotions. And then it feels great. Yeah. And so she's just standing there crying, but she's showing her all these memories of life for people. And that was actual footage of the cast and crew's family. I'm so glad you so said beautiful. that. So beautiful. I wondered what that was because it was, I literally was just my tears. There were tears. I was like, oh, that was. God, it was so beautiful. And the music that played, like it was just perfectly done. It was a really special moment. And it, it's a feel good movie. Like to shadow what you were just saying. Like I think no matter who you are, I think you would really enjoy going to see this movie. It's just a good feel good movie. Laugh at the silly parts, cry at the sad parts, and just like enjoy it. It was good. Made me feel a lot. Like after the yes. movie, I thought I would be like, oh my God, that was so fun and cute. But I was like really yeah. in my feels last night. I was really like, fuck. Yeah. That hit something. That hit something really hard. And I'm sure I'm not alone. Yeah. And people that felt that way. But like you had said earlier, you can really get what you want to out of this movie. But for women who have been through things in their life as a direct result of them just being a woman, something we had no choice in. <laughs> like the, We are just this person. This is how we were born. We have no say in this. And bad things have happened to us because of this. Yeah. It was a very... Um, a comfort and it was and it was funny and it was beautiful but it was also like fuck you think these things in your head but when you see somebody bring them to light on a giant movie screen and there's strangers sitting around you who laughed at the same things you laughed at and like you know we were in a pretty empty movie theater because we saw it in like a tiny movie theater by us in pennsylvania and you know we were walking out and there was this girl younger probably like early 20s like late teens and she was walking out with her boyfriend and she was crying and it was just like oh it felt like you were in like a group like in a, a yes. club you it know makes you like, feel less alone in your, yeah. in your feelings yeah absolutely like it's a, yeah it's a 
community thing. It's not just a single person. Like you're feeling the same feelings the person next to you is feeling. And yeah, you're and there not was, alone that's in That's so true. Agreed. It's not just a silly movie to some people. And like, I know it's getting a lot of backlash from people who are, you know, anti-women and the men's rights movements. And I can see why you'd be threatened because Mm -hmm. there are women on the Supreme Court and there could be a female president. All these things that they don't want to happen, all these things can happen. And in Barbie Land, they already have. Yeah. So it's not far off. So if you're a men's rights activist and you don't like this episode and you didn't like the Barbie movie, uh, bye bye. Bye bye, sir. Bye. Um, but that is the long awaited Barbie episode. Thank you so much for being patient, waiting for me to see it. Yeah, I'm glad you did. It me was too. worth the wait. It's worth the wait. It was. And I'm glad that you came on to do this. I, if you haven't noticed, this is not Tom. This is no. Dale. Mm-hmm. After you guys saw the movie, he texted me right away and he said, you and Dale are doing the Barbie episode. I have no business doing the Barbie episode, which is why your husband's awesome. Because I was very emotional after seeing the movie. <laughs> so was I. I was a barrel full of emotions. It was kind of like a warm and fuzzy feeling, though. It wasn't yeah. like a, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry for a week. It was just like, wow, that like just hit me in the gut yeah, of like exactly. emotions. Hit the feels. Which a movie hasn't done that in a long time in that way. So it yeah. was... Agreed. Loved it. So if you haven't seen it, go see the Barbie movie. And if you had, we're with you. We're with you, sister, sister man. And also, sorry if we spoiled the movie for you. No, you we still gave the warning. See it. We gave you warnings, sirs and ma'ams. We gave you warnings. <laughs> You still need to see it for yourselves. See it for us, not for Mattel. See it for us, guys. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with me, Dale. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. Okay, bye. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie.